I'm your host, Nick Ginsberg, and you're listening to The Open Drive, a podcast focusing on authentic living and defining your own path against the odds. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am very excited that you're here. As always, thank you for listening in. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Welcome back. If you are new here, hello, as always. Uh, A reminder before we jump into this podcast that uh, this does cover off on some heavy topics at times. So uh, we can be talking about childhood trauma, addiction, mental health issues, uh, a wide range of things, really. So just a heads up. Uh, Also, if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, please make sure you head over and uh, follow me and let me know that you're there. Say hi. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. Nice and easy. It's just Nick Ginsburg. Or one word, nice and easy. Uh, It's also in the show notes, so you can check it out there. In today's episode, I want us to really follow on from last week's uh, episode where I spoke about creating your own path. So talking about uh, making those active choices to get me to where I want to be, to live the life that I want to live, and to break the cycle that I knew when I grew up. So to, to really make sure that I... I had the life I wanted as opposed to the life that uh, my experiences were trying to dictate for me. And I want to follow that on to talk about sort of what's happened from there, what it was like sort of going through my 20s and 30s. Uh, I'm 35, by the way. Um, So my 20s and early 30s. (laughs) Um, And uh, talk about some of the things that, that came up during that period and I guess it's especially around stuff of self-worth and uh, uh, whether or not uh, uh, I felt worthy of what I had managed to achieve or uh, uh, really achieving what I really, I never thought was possible. Uh, so I want to have a, a quick chat around that. Uh, some of it you may have heard briefly in some of the previous episodes, but I want to talk in a bit more detail. So I hope you enjoy. Buckle up. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, I have really actively sought out to be very different to to what sort of life experiences were dictating life to be for me. So I wanted to make sure I had a good job. I wanted to make sure that I was looking after myself. So avoiding addiction, uh, trying to look after my mental health and make sure that I'm okay. Uh, all of that stuff was really, really, really important to me. Uh, and some of it sort of came later on, as I mentioned in last episode, uh, But what that has meant is that I've managed to create a life for myself that is very different to what I thought was possible when I was a kid. And so what that does, and we'll touch on this briefly, but talk in a bit more detail uh, shortly. But what it does is it it can make it hard to uh, process when stuff like that is happening. So one of the things for me... Obviously, if you've listened to all the previous episodes, you will know my mum, during a very bad mental health episode, uh, left me to friends and never came back. So, of course, uh, there were abandonment issues for me when I was a, a kid. And and that, that really reflected in my relationships as I got older. So uh, this fear of people leaving me, therefore I couldn't have a long-term relationship. 
And so when I met my now husband, which is coming up to 10 years, um, 10 years ago, I was still very much in the midst of that, that I, I thought at any point he would up and leave. And he hasn't, clearly. Uh, but he, he can't get away now. And uh, <laughs> But it's... Uh, that that was a struggle for me. So it was something that I never thought was possible. I never thought I'd be able to find someone that was like me, that was really that perfect match. So uh, that was hard to process. And I've spoken about that in previous episodes and, um, and dealing with that during high stress moments. And, 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 uh, there, it was tough for me. And, I, and a lot of the times I didn't speak on it, so nobody knew. So it was me in my own head panicked about him possibly leaving or that uh, this will just end at some point uh, because that's what I knew. That's just what I, I knew growing up. And so I've worked through that and I'd worked through most of that before I started seeing my psych, um, just kind of in my own head and, and by Ricky showing up and being there. So that was uh, really important. But even moving to Melbourne was a really uh, big thing for me. So I remember the the time about talking about moving to Melbourne, I remember quite clearly. So I was working at a bank on the Gold Coast with my best friend, Kelly, and her and I uh, just would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Uh, we also did some work, uh, if there's any previous bosses that are listening, we did some work, but not a lot. Um, but we, we did a lot of talking and she really gave me a lot of this kind of strength to be able to go, yeah, I'm going for it. I, I think Melbourne is exactly where I need to be. And I've spoken about this, that we went on a holiday, we saw it and I went, yes, this feels like home. And it absolutely did. But moving states is terrifying. And so speaking with Kelly, we had great conversations about it. She's a very empowering person. So um, you think that you can do it kind of thing, like just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? And so I did and I moved and it it is still one of the best things that ever happened. Um, I remember vividly being in my now apartment or not now as in current but my apartment then so my first apartment in Melbourne it was a one bedroom in St Kilda and thinking how how am I how am I doing this how did this happen it's like almost like this disbelief of how I managed to get there um and that pops up every time a big life thing happens for me because it's stuff that uh, I didn't have, um, there was no one in my life that was showing me that I could do stuff like that, right? So to me, in my head, it just, uh, it is impossible until it happens. And then when it happens, you go, oh my God, how am I doing this? And so I guess uh, I remember those sort of times in the St Kilda apartment really fondly, like I was living by myself. Uh, I had friends, we were chatting, having fun. Um, and then I met, um, Ricky a few months after that, but it was such a surreal time. Like I was paying rent on my own. The lease was solely in my name. Uh, it was in a pretty decent area and I lived in Melbourne. 
how cool is that? Like I was, I was so blown away and I had a really good job. I was still working at the bank. I transferred down and just incredible. Like I, I, uh, such a big achievement for me. Uh, and, and I'm, there are people that move into state and in, in between countries all the time. And I, uh, it's, it's huge and massive. Um, but they're, they're very good at it. Whereas for me, I, it's not something that I thought was possible. I'd lived in Brisbane that was 45 minutes away from my mum's house. And so, uh, that was a big jump. And then obviously as Ricky and I met and, and did all of those things and there's been life things that have happened along the way, like moving out together and hearing people, interestingly, one of the things that, um, that really, uh, sort of, I remember when we first moved out, so many people said, oh, you don't know the person until you live with them and you'll end up having arguments, but it's all normal and it's okay. And da, 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 da. Oh, and you hear people say, if people tell you that they haven't had an argument, they're lying. Um, that is not true. Uh, Ricky and I get annoyed at each other, but we have never had a full-blown argument. Uh, we're not screamers when we don't really raise our voice at each other. Um, but like I said, we get annoyed, but no, uh, <laughs> we just need to walk away, but communicate. But when we moved in together, there was none of that. Everything kind of was fine and it was good. And, and that was another one of those moments where I went, huh? How, huh? What? Like, and I, I don't understand. Surely there's meant to be tension or, uh, uh, it's meant to be harder and it was such an accomplishment and, and we were thriving and it worked so well. Uh, and then when we got engaged, same sort of feelings of, oh my God, this is incredible. I can't believe it's happening to me. And not just from a, how exciting, uh, it was more like, I never thought that this would happen. Same with our wedding day, same thing. I never thought that would happen. Even our holidays, so we like to take a holiday, first world problems, and obviously post-COVID that's going to change, but we love going on holidays. I mentioned it in the mental health break episode, I think it was two episodes ago. We love going on cruise ships, but I, again, I never thought that was possible. Here I am. So like, I think when someone explains to you, or, or if you're listening and you're this type of person anything is actually possible. So for me, if I, if I just achieved what I knew to be possible when I was a kid, I would be nowhere near where I am now. I'd be a 10th of the person I am. And yes, I think a part of that is I push myself and I want to go for the things, even if I feel like they're not possible because what's the worst that can happen, but yeah, it's just, you, you just need to keep going, right? You just need to keep going for things because anything is possible. I mean, am I going to be the president of the United States? No, but anything is actually possible, right? And so that's kind of what I've, I've taken through life and I try and um, uh, handle it um, 
as it comes up. But I wanted to mention it in in the light of last episode, talking about creating your own path, because if you're like me and have grown up in that similar environment, it adds an extra layer of complexity to creating your own path because you don't have a, a prototype for what that looks like. Um, so it, it can be sort of tricky to navigate and then to deal with as you achieve certain milestones because it's um, it's something that you never thought was possible and therefore your mind just goes, whoa, what is happening? So it's... I, it's really, I think, an important thing to add to that previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that, please jump back and have a listen. A bit late now, 12 minutes in. But <laughs> jump back and have a listen uh, and and then re-listen to this one because I think it is really important that we follow these. And the one last uh, story that I will share with you, and this one was a really big one, and I think I touched on this briefly um, uh, maybe end of last year, but uh, we bought our first place uh, and moved in in June last year, right in the middle of the pandemic. In between two lockdowns, uh, we moved into our new apartment and the amount of kind of emotion that was tied to that for me was huge. It was such an incredible sense of accomplishment that I was going to have a mortgage, um, which is terrifying, um, by the way, uh, but that I was going to have a mortgage and I we could do whatever we wanted to this place um, and it was ours. We could, we could change the inside, we could paint a wall, we could put whatever we wanted on the walls. You know, there was that kind of sense of freedom and the last time my parents owned a place was when I was eight. I think I was around eight, maybe even younger and... They lost it because of uh, Louise's gambling addiction. So it's, and other things, wasn't just Louise, but that was the last kind of thing that I, uh, I would have seen around home ownership. And so as in immediately, obviously I knew my, my aunts did and my cousins did and all of that, but for me, in my household, with mum and Louise, that was not a possibility. And so getting a mortgage was so exciting. And I remember we had some delays with settlement. And of course, because it didn't go perfectly to plan, I was like, oh my God, we're never going to get it. We're never going to get this home loan. This was never meant to be. I'm not meant to be getting a home loan. When are they going to figure out that I'm a fraud trying to get this home loan? By the way, I'm not. If any banks are listening, I was very honest in the application. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that uh, almost like an imposter syndrome. And so uh, when we settled and we moved in, it was just such an incredible feeling and still one that I have to pinch myself over. So we're currently doing stuff in our garden at the moment. I say garden like we have a backyard. We don't. It's like a courtyard. Um, a small patch of garden. But where we planted some hedges on the weekend and and did all of this stuff that I've, uh, I have never done in a home. We never did it. I never did it when I was... I had memories of when I was a kid. And then we rented the rest of the time and then lived in Department of Housing home. So that... I've never like that for my own house and change the garden and put stuff in that it's just incredible. And I get so excited that that's something that we get to do. So 
I wanted to share all of this with you because, like I said, it's a good tie to, to that previous episode. But also, I'm sure all of us feel that same kind of feeling. I mean, obviously, if you achieve something that your parents have, it's a, gr- a fantastic achievement, but you may not have the same feelings that I've had. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel the same way of achieving things that you never thought was possible, right? And that can be at a different level. So we're all different. We all have different struggles and uh, different challenges. And so those those levels of achievement may be different, but the feelings I think would still be roughly the same. So I wanted to share that um, in full transparency, really. Uh, so I'm going to leave you with that. I want to hear from you. So if you're following me, please make sure you come and send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you. Uh, and if you're not following me yet, uh, how did you get through this whole episode and not go over to Instagram and follow me? That's a bit rude. Um, so my Instagram handle is Nick Ginsburg. Um, I'm just joking, by the way, but I would love to say hi to you. Have this be a two-way conversation. Um, so anyways, I hope you enjoy whatever it is you're doing at the moment. I hope you have a safe car ride, bike ride, whatever you're doing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Have a fantastic time. See you later.